all full of authentic points of view. Myself alone have at least 22. They come from the things that we have been through. Those things can either make or break you. Life is full of ups and downs. It's our choice to either smile or frown. Please choose to smile today. Because it's one thing that's free to give away. People say that life isn't hard. It's what you make of it. But what if only struggle surrounds you? What can you take from it? Life can be hard and some things aren't fair. Please listen to others just to be aware. All I'm saying, you never know what someone's going through. Just because they look happy doesn't make it true. Hopefully this podcast will help you see. You are not alone. You have at least got me. We are more alike than you may know. But if we stay quiet, we will never grow. Don't ever give up because you got this. If you quit, think of all the opportunities that you could miss. And welcome to Authentic Points of View. I'm Danielle Boer, your host as always. Yay! Thank you so much for joining. I love you guys so much and I love that you're listening. And we have more countries that are listening. So thanks, guys. Keep on coming in. I love it. I want to touch all of the continents. That's my goal. And it's so exciting. Every day I check and there's new countries. So that's wonderful. All right, so now I'm really excited about today because I'm actually going to learn with you all. Unless this is your religion, then you already know, but you can still listen. Uh, so I always like to say how I meet people, and this is kind of cool how I met these guys. Uh, they actually came to my door and were talking to my... Um, my boyfriend. And so uh, he said, come over here. And so then I got introduced to them. They're very nice, lovely, um, respectable gentlemen. And um, I'm really glad that they came on to to talk to us. So like I said, I always like to learn and I like to hear different points of view. So I'm excited about this interview. So Elder Rucker and Elder Minor, they are missionaries with the Mormon Church. And they're here to talk to us. So Welcome, guys, to the show. Thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, look forward to talking with you. Yay. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. All right. So now can you just tell us um, what a little bit about your religion and then what differentiates it from other religions? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So we're we're just like normal Christians. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Bible. We go to church. We say our prayers. We do all those great things. We try to live moral standards, love God, love our neighbor. Um, and kind of what makes this a little bit more, more different than just a normal Christian um, is we have several expenditures where we have we believe in certain things um kind of going back to the bible where we have the old testament and the new testament the old testament is an account of um, prophets um, people that were given authority by god to teach certain truths to individuals and you can kind of think of it like this if if you're asking um, for a good cookie recipe who would you might go to you might go to your grandma you might go to pinterest right back then if you had a question about god what you went to besides grandma you'd go to a prophet 
or if you had a question, instead of going to Pinterest, you might go to the scriptures. That's kind of how it was back then. And so what, what makes our church sprint is that we believe we have a living prophet today um, with his 12 apostles um, that can answer questions like these that we have uh, about gospel, about what happens after this life, about what is the purpose of life, why do bad things happen to good people, all these different things. Is We believe there's someone called by God today um, to be able to answer those kind of questions. Awesome. Yeah, that's one of the big things that differentiates us from other religions. Another one of the really big ones is we believe that in the Book of Mormon, which is a lot of people confuse it and say that it's kind of like our Bible, but we just kind of use it as additional scripture because we have the Bible and then we have the Book of Mormon. And basically, the Bible, it talks about um, the dealings of certain people with God and with Jesus Christ. And it's mostly in the Middle East area around Jerusalem. And what the Book of Mormon is, is it's basically just the record of a different people, a people in, of the ancient Americas. And it's their dealings with God and with Jesus Christ. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, so it kind of, I mean, it's similar to a lot of religions, basically. I mean, so, okay. Now, so you, you're in your religion, because I actually was, um, well, I was apostolic. So apostolic believes that, and everybody believes probably their religion is the only correct one. I don't know. But they believe because it's in the word, like apostles and apostolic, right? So they believe that Jesus and God are basically, don't quote me wrong. I don't, I haven't been there in years, but, um, <laughs> but basically it's like the same thing. So, but lots of religions believe that there's the Father, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, like that. Is that how yours is or? Yeah. Okay. So I guess, um, from during during Jesus Christ's life, um, he he did two giant things. Is he performed a sacrifice? He was crucified for us. He suffered for us that we might be saved by his grace, and um, that we might be able to become and change because of his sacrifice. Another thing he did was he established the body of Christ. Um, today we might call that a church, um, but his church was a little bit different than churches are today. Um, we see hundreds, I think like 2,500 different Christian denominations going around and even more than that. And during his, his time, there was only one church, one denomination. And the kind of foundation of this, it talks about this in the book of Ephesians, um, chapter two, verse 19 and 20 says that his foundation was built upon the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Um, so we believe during Christ's time, and then even after he was crucified, when Peter, James, and John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, those people, um, they continued to lead the church that Jesus Christ established. They continued to lead in the body of Christ. And so for our church, as we believe, there was a long period of time where um, those, those individuals, those apostles, those prophets, they were eventually rejected. Um, they were killed, just like Jesus Christ was. Um, but there was a limitation on religious freedom, um, ever since Jesus Christ was crucified. 
as we have all these holy wars, we have all this um, this renaissance and religious conflict in Europe, um, and we see there's this this struggle for religious freedom until the Americas that are discovered. The first time where there's an abundance of religious freedom since Christ's death. And this is the perfect opportunity that God set forth um, for God to call another prophet for our day. Now that there's religious freedom that we can have a living prophet. And so we believe that we have a prophet and his 12 apostles. Same organization that Christ had when he was on the earth. And we have living ones today. The the prophet is Russell M. Nelson. Um, and he has his 12 apostles. Oh, okay. Thanks for explaining that. So you all, um, you two are missionaries, correct? Is that okay? Can yep. you ex- explain what is a missionary and like, what's your job? So basically what a missionary is, is we are kind of in simple terms, just set apart to teach the gospel. We are just for, we give up basically two years of our time and we come and we preach the gospel and we help people come closer to Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. So when you say two years of your time, what does I'm so sorry. Can you just explain, like, do you have to be a certain age, or what do you mean by two years? Okay, so basically, um, so for, so it's actually a little different for the guys and for the girls. Um, The guys, they serve 24 months, and the girls, they serve um, 18 months, but... Uh, then the ages 18 to 19 is kind of when you can start and then you just, uh, go and you receive a little bit of training and then they send you off into a certain part of the world for that amount of time. Yeah. And we, we serve seven days a week. We get one day off to do some fun things. And then that night we continue to work as we go around and we just try to spread the word just like. Um, apostles did during Christ time where Peter and Paul they they went around the European area and they taught people about Jesus Christ so that's what we get to do um, so we do this from 6.30am to 10.30pm as we go and we go and try to teach people about Jesus Christ and ultimately help them come closer to him wow that's awesome now how I'm just going to ask you this because I'm sure people would want to know because I'm interested. Has anybody been rude to you or how do they usually respond to you when you come to their their house or when you approach people? Well, I'd say it varies greatly from place to place, from house to house, but sometimes people are more welcoming. They're willing to talking to learn about what we teach then there's kind of just a spectrum with three main groups that being the first one and then there's kind of those people that are willing to talk to us but more just they like want to talk about jesus christ which that's awesome as well we love to talk about jesus christ and then there's kind of those people that 
yes, they are a little more rude to us. They just, there are people that do slam doors in our faces. There are people who just kind of tell us to go away, but yeah, that's, it's kind of a, a spectrum. It's different for every household that we visit. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that you, first of all, that's a long day. Okay. I'm a nurse and I work 12 hours. That's a long day. Holy moly. Uh, so quite, okay. So, wow. All right. 6.30 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. So that includes studying, preparing for the day, eating okay. food. Okay. Yep. But that's not all walking, like, not all out, like, not in the community. Oh, well, I was going to say, whoa, um, <laughs> you're probably getting 100,000 miles in a day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a lot of steps. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. So... How long have each of you, um, Elder Rucker and Elder Minor, how long have you, so how far into the two years are you? I should ask maybe. Okay. I'm Elder Rucker. I've been out eight months. Um, and I'm from Gilbert, Arizona. So wow. I got, I got on a plane. I flew over here and kind of how the missions work is we'll stay in an area like North Georgia is kind of our boundaries. Um, and we'll stay there for our whole two missions or two years of our mission. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I've been out here eight months. Yeah. And, uh, I'm Elder Minor. I've been out for about 12 months now. So I'm just, mm-hmm. just about halfway through. I'm from Elk Ridge, Utah, which, uh, yeah. And also along with what Elder Rucker was saying, within that um, boundary of northern Georgia, there's many congregations that we have. And then um, throughout those two years, we're kind of moved sometimes to different co- congregations just so we can get kind of a different different experiences and just so we can learn and apply different things. Wow. So. I asked you this, and this is awesome. I, I think it's really nice. So they provide you housing, correct? Yep. So okay. we have an apartment. We actually have a car. Um, nice. That's not that's not everywhere. A lot of places have bikes. Hmm. Um, we do actually pay for most of our mission. Oh. Um, yeah, we, we pay to be out here. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, volunteer two years of our lives, and we pay to be out here, and just shows us how dedicated we are. That we know that our message is true, and we want to share it with everyone. Wow, I didn't know that. And uh, this is really, I love, I love this show. I'm sorry, shameless plug. I'm just joking. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things to say. No, but honestly, I love talking to people and getting to know them. And honestly, also, I've interviewed people that I've known. One of them, actually, she's um a part of your, so she, okay, I was going to ask you this later. No, I'm going to ask you because I'll ask you later. I'm so um back and forth. But anyways, but she is part of your religion as well. And so I interviewed her, but I've known her since we were eight years old. And I found out a whole bunch of stuff 
about her that I didn't know. But I knew what religion she was, of course, because we've known each other. I mean, she's been that her whole life. So, but I did not know so many things about her. And so that's why I love this is to getting to know things and learning things about people and just listening to people because everybody deserves to be heard and everybody, you know, your mission and your purpose that you're trying to get forth now is now out in the waves of, uh, you know, podcast land. So that's really cool. And, um, so why, why do the females, do you know why females have a lot, a lesser time for their, for their missionary? I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. Um, I, that's just kind of the direction we've received from the, kind of the higher-ups like the prophet and the apostles. That's kind of the direction that we've just received on that, that that's how long uh, the guy should serve and that's how long the girl should serve. I'm not sure if there's okay. like a published, I guess, reason why, but that's uh, just kind of how it is. Okay. Well, I understand. Lots of things are just kind of how it is. And again, I'm a nurse and things are just kind of how it is. <laughs> Is. How do you, why do you do it this way? We, yeah. we, we do, you know, it's, it's okay. And that's just how you do it. So now you just stay in, um, okay. So you said that you stay in the state for the whole two years. And then let me ask you this. So after you do this, then, then what happens after your two years? Like, then what do you do? Okay. That's a really good question. Um, so you you mentioned how like we stay in this area. Not not everyone gets called stateside, obviously. So my dad, he actually went to Japan when he was nineteen years old. Wow. My my cousins in Kenya, Africa, right now. My brother and wow. I went went to Peru, <laughs> and so we go all around the world. Our this so is a worldwide cool. church. Um, we have sixteen million members. We have church buildings all around the world. Our church actually has, I think, the first or second most owned land in the world just because for like a church organization because of all the, the church buildings and temples we have. Um, and then back to your original question. Actually, I forget what it was. What was your original question? <laughs> Where do you go after the two years? Like what happens? Okay. Or... <laughs> just live a normal life. I'm oh. probably going to be a financial advisor, go to college, have a family. Wow. Um, nobody in our church is paid. So Oh wow. Um so it, we do serve in callings in our church. Um so we'll be like a Sunday school teacher or a I don't know, we don't really have a pastor, but we have a bishop. They just basically serve people and love people, run the church in their area. And so we can have certain callings in our church, but we're just normal people. Hmm. Cool. So, is don't get mad at me if don't I ask worry. you this. No, no. What day? So, when you go to the temple, is that on Sunday, or what day do you go, or do you go several days? You can. It's not like a set day of the week. It's like oh, you can only go on Sunday or anything like that. So. We do have our normal church meetings, which are typically on Sunday. Okay. Although there actually are some parts of the world where 
just like culturally they do it on a different day so there are some places where they don't do it on sunday but for most of the world our church does church on sunday but as for temple worship um that can basically be any day of the week just kind of whatever really you can whenever really you can fit it in yeah oh. temples are much more sparse we only have 200 temples in the world um they're cool they they're beautiful buildings beautiful uh, but we have our norm yeah our, we have our normal church buildings which are ah. everywhere you'll see them with their their white spires um and yeah this we believe the sabbath day is on sunday and so we have our church meetings usually in the the morning there hmm okay so First of all, I don't know what they all look like, but I just want to tell you, my friend's home temple is one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever seen in my life. And it is, can you guess, like where is one of the main ones in the U.S. that is like one of the the best? Salt Lake City. Darn, of course, that's where everything started, I think. So no, not there away from there what's the second or third best <laughs> biggest one it's so pretty i'll tell you where it is but i was just trying to see if you would say it mm. <laughs> that comes to my mind are the san, the san diego one and the washington dc one Woo! washington dc yeah so i would be driving and it is so gorgeous and big that you could see it for miles i mean miles like that's how beautiful it is uh, have you ever been to that one uh, i have not but i do hope to go to that one someday have you been elder Rucker? i haven't i wish that's you so cool. should go so my friend so she lives oh boy Oh, she lived in Las Vegas for a while, and then she think I think she lives in Idaho. But her, uh, she went back and visited back home because we're from Maryland, but there it's in D.C. Yeah, the temple. But she posted she posted it closer up because I've only seen it from like the highway, far away, and um, and she went, of course, to the temple and she visited and. It is so stunning. Like, it's beautiful and it's very impressive. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And um, the fact that you can see it from so far away, I mean, miles away, like, that's a lot in DC because, you know, like some of the, even because you had to go deeper into the city, but some of the other monuments and stuff, you can't see them from that far away because of everything else that's going on. But you can see the temple from very far away. So you got to check it out one day. Uh, I'm sure you will. You guys are young, so you have plenty of time to go visit all of them if you want. And um, now, okay. What is your favorite thing? And you both can answer. Um, about well i guess jesus would be the answer but whatever <laughs> what's your favorite thing about <laughs> i mean that's a that's a silly You're question right. <laughs> that's a silly question but the way i'm gonna say it, i'm gonna change how i'm gonna say it. what's your i'm gonna say what's your favorite thing about teaching it like you know trying telling people about the um your religion absolutely 
Okay, my favorite thing personally about teaching it and just about the gospel in general is how family focused it is. As we can do really fun lessons with kids and teach them about faith and prayer and what the Bible is and what the Book of Mormon is. And it's just so wonderful being able to share with families um, these really important, essential parts of life that we need to understand where we can find the purpose of life. And our message brings families closer together than ever, anything I've ever seen before. Um, and we, we are 19, I'm, I'm 19, other minors 20. Um, so you can't take everything we say as kind of church, um, doctrine. We might make some mistakes in what we say. So don't think of that, but I'm pretty sure our church is actually, um, kind of the, the biggest organization with the least amount of divorces is because wow. we are, are very big into having a Christ centered home. And that's why I love it is I stay so close to my family. I love them so much. And it's, it's really sad to see kind of, um, how families are deteriorating now these days. And this message is the cure for that. And I love being able to share that with people. It's awesome. A great answer. <laughs> but that's because it's your real answer. That's why it's great. So, um, Elder Minor, what's your favorite thing? My favorite thing about it for myself and also probably for sharing it is just probably the peace and the joy that it can bring into, that it's brought into my life personally and that I've been able to see it bring into others' lives is I've been able to share this message with them because uh, this message that we, the message that we share with people, it really has just changed my life and it's made me, I feel like it's made me a much better person than I was before and it made me have that desire to become a better person to become more like Christ and along with well the Rocker said families and also obviously what you said Jesus Christ just that uh, joy and that peace that can come from what we share yeah I can second that how much it's changed me can you see any other 19, 20 year olds that are willing to work <laughs> from 6.30 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. voluntarily? You just don't really see that. It's because no. it's changed us in every aspect. It's changed my work ethic. It's changed my joy um, and just my happiness. That's beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. And that's what whatever listeners whatever you believe in that's what it should bring to you too you know i mean everybody should find happiness and joy and peace and whatever they're doing even in a, a job once you get to that point even in a career uh if you don't feel peace um which is something that i'm dealing with you know i'm a travel nurse and being in a toxic environment it could suck you in and you don't want your energy to be what is around, you know? So that's really awesome that you, you guys are, and I'm 40 and you guys are young. Good for you for, for having that and feeling that that's really wonderful. And I don't want to offend anybody, but there's this like stereotype in this question. And I just figured I would ask it, but you don't have to answer if you don't want to. It's not personally about you guys, but I, I don't know it to be true because I I only know like a couple people that 
you know, are part of your um, church religion. And that's not the case for them, but I'm still going to ask. And if I offend you, I'm sorry. And we can maybe. No worries. Okay. So you say family's important. Now, I don't even know how to word it because I don't know if it's true. Can you have multiple wives? Thank you. That's the question. Because who started this rumor? It's horrible. I was like, I don't think that's true. Sure. Um, I was going through Wikipedia the other day and um, I was going searching on the web and I found this quote from Abraham Lincoln. He said, don't trust everything you see on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I love it. That's the answer. You know how the news is. You know how their sources are. They For, yep. they love to find the extremes in things so that they can kind of gossip about it. Um, yeah. And again, this is my own personal opinion, but maybe do you have any questions specifically about it? No, that's exactly what the question was. Very good. I just didn't know how to say it. So I don't want to offend. And I don't want to offend my friend because if she listens... No, by no means do I want to offend her. I respect her and I love her and I don't, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. That's not what my show is about. It's just about getting the knowledge and understanding and, and listening to different, you know, points of view of stuff. So, um, and the church was very instrumental um, in her life and always has been. And she adopted four boys. And so on her episode, when I interviewed her, she talks about, I asked her what her religion was and she said she didn't go into everything about it and then she also talked about how they helped her raise her boys she instantly her and her husband instantly became parents of four kids had zero went to four and so the church was so helpful they they furnished everything I mean they helped them with cribs and with watching them and with everything and so i think that's a beautiful thing so yeah no i don't ever ask anything out of judgment i was just wondering because i was like her parents have been married for 45, 50 years. I'm like, and I love her parents. I'm like, I've never heard of that. So I was just wondering, cause you know, you're right. You, you read and hear things that are like ridiculous sometimes, but I figured I would just ask you straight up instead of people just assuming that, you know what I'm saying? Then there, there you go. I love that you answered that. I appreciate it, but it wasn't, you I don't want to hear that. Go ahead. You want to hear where that rumor comes from? <laughs> where? Okay, this is also explains how there's so many members of our church in Utah, right? Yes. <laughs> and again, this is my own personal kind of just study of it, my own personal opinion. This isn't church-wide. But kind of how it went is the church originated in the 1820s. 1830s is when, it, 1830s when the, the church actually began. And it was with a young boy named Joseph Smith. He had this question. Which denomination is true? There's so many of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so what, what he basically did is he prayed. And this was right when, right after the Revolutionary War, when there's finally religious freedom. And during this prayer, he was called to be a prophet. Um, just in simple terms, it, it took a little bit more than that. But then he received the Book of Mormon um, and was able to translate that from an ancient record and put it in English so that he can publish it. And during this process, he was he was telling people this message, and people were listening to him, and they were starting to gather because they felt like it was true. They started to read this book, this Book of Mormon, and they're like, "Wow, I don't really have any idea what this is. I'm so confused, but I feel like I just 
the spirit is guiding me to kind of be here. And so what they do, they did is they actually moved from a few locations, um, from Ohio to Missouri, and people started gathering. Um, and they called them the Mormons because of the Book of Mormon. Our church name is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mormon is a little bit derogatory because it leaves out the name of Christ. And oh, sorry. We, we, no, 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 no. We love our Savior. And so we just want to kind of share that with the world. Um, and so what happened is all these people started gathering. And this was right before the Civil War. And so I think Missouri at the time was wanting to become a slave state. But they had all these Mormons gathering there, right? And we are Christ-centered people. We don't believe in slavery. Mm-hmm. And so they were they were kind of voting against slavery. And the people wanted it to be a slave state, so they tried to kick them out. And they did it through mobs and through guns. And they killed oh, wow. many yeah, they killed many many members of our church. And eventually, those members had to move out far west where there wasn't any civilization to kind of attack them. And that's why they had to go to Utah. In the process, many of the, the men were killed. Um, by mobs, by starvation, traveling to the the West. And uh, there was a lot more men than there were women. And there wasn't really adoption back then. And so for a time, they actually had to marry multiple women to support them. These women were starving to death themselves. They can't work on farms all by themselves. And they needed a man to kind of help them. And so just for a little bit of time, the prophet... Of, was told by God that there needs to be what's called polygamy, where um, a man is there to support many women. And there's more to the answer. That's just my simple, my own personal opinion of what I've studied. So that's that's kind of how we went to Utah, and that's where all the multiple wives comes from. Okay. But that was just that period of time, or is yeah, that what you... that period okay. of time. For survival purposes, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm sorry that happened. That's sad. Uh, with the see, you're teaching me so much. I didn't know all that, and I'm so glad that you guys don't support slavery uh, because that's <laughs> a horrible thing. We um, don't support multiple wives either. Okay. No. No. I'm that's just saying. No, the slavery part is because you see that um, my family is biracial. So, like, you talk to my yeah. So he is a black man. So I don't support that either. And um, so that's why I was just saying thank you. Um, now that was you have you all are very mature, uh, very much more mature than I was at your age. Um, so I love all, that's really awesome. How, how you two as young, um, young men and you have the name elder also, that's really awesome because you have the knowledge. So it doesn't matter how old you are. I love that now. All right. Well, you just kind of answered the question. Why do you, why do you believe that that your religion is I don't want to say the right one, but you know, the true religion of Jesus Christ. So the other rocker already covered uh some of this, but basically the very very short condensed version is is we already talked about a little bit about different aspects of this, but I'll just um, re-say it so it all, all is all lines in one kind of timeline. So 
we believe that Jesus Christ, when he was on the earth, he set up his church. And the New Testament, it, the first four books are the Gospels, which is the life of Jesus Christ. And then the rest of it is basically uh, after his death. And it's most of it is the apostles spreading uh, his church. And a lot of it is also epistles, sending letters to different parts of the church. And so they were kind of keeping it all, all together and all how it was supposed to be. But then the apostles, they were killed. They had people hunting them down. And before they could call more apostles, they were all wiped out. And we believe that Jesus Christ, he gave them the authority. And uh, and he gave them that to be able to lead his church. And when that was gone, there wasn't anyone to kind of keep it exactly how it was supposed to be anymore. And so there were was a long period of time where there wasn't that, and that there wasn't those apostles, that prophet, with that scripture that Elder Rucker shared earlier about um, that his church was built on apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So there wasn't those apostles and prophets for a long period of time uh, until, like what Elder Rucker was saying as well, 1820, when Joseph Smith, he prayed and God told him that he was going to, through him, restore his church. And that's why we believe that our church is the true church. We believe that we are the same church that Christ had established on the earth. And that when um, the apostles were killed, it was kind of lost. But then God restored it again through Joseph Smith. And that's kind of why we believe that our church is kind of, as you said, the true church. Now, if somebody is listening to this and they are interested in joining your church or religion, what steps do they need to take to become a member? All right. I'll say meet with us missionaries. We're all around the world. (laughs) Um, best way to do that is our church is, it's worldwide, has 16 million members. And so we have a church website. It's called, um, coming to Christ is probably the best source to um, be able to meet with the missionaries. So you go to comeuntochrist.org, um, or churchofjesuschrist.org, but come unto Christ. You can request a visit from the missionaries. It's very simple. You just go on there and you basically just put in your phone number so we can call you or your address so we can visit you and you go through like a sequence of five lessons or multiple visits where we can teach you just the doctrine of our church why why it's true um how it's the exact same church that christ had how it's even a living church with prophets revealing new truths for our day and so the missionaries can really help out and then we'll invite you to do things like pray build your testimony, read the Book of Mormon, um, go to church. And I would say that reading the Book of Mormon is probably that that founding step right there, is you can't really know if this is true unless you read it. Um, We love the Bible, and the Book of Mormon, what it is, it's another testament of Jesus Christ. It teaches the same principles of the Bible, um, but specifically for our day and age. Um, this is actually, it's, there's a misconception here that this was written by Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith actually translated this from an ancient text. Um, so from 600 years before Christ to 400 years after Christ's death, 
so a thousand year period, this book was written. And it was written on golden plates because if it was written on paper, the paper would deteriorate. So there was an ancient people um, who had it written on golden plates. And so Joseph Smith was shown by an angel where these were buried in the ground. Um, and he was able to dig them up and translate them into English by the power of God. And there's a lot more to that. That's just simple. Um, obviously, we still need to explain like where the Book of Mormon comes from, why it's important. But just for now, um, you can find that out on your own if you're interested. Um, but the way you find out really if our message is true, if there's living prophets and apostles today, it's very simple. It's actually told to us in the Book of Mormon um, when Joseph Smith translated it in the 1800s. Um, so the Book of Mormon, it is 531 pages of ancient scripture, kind of like the Bible, written by prophets. And the last prophet in here, his name is uh, Moroni. He's the son of Mormon, whom the book is named after. So Mormon is the name of an ancient prophet. So his son Moroni, he finishes this book. He, com he, he brings it together with um, this last chapter here. And in this last chapter, he leaves us a promise. And it's a really, really cool promise because um, it's also in the Bible. Um, we see that in the book of James. It says, if any of ye lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So if you have a question, go pray. Uh, that's what the, basically the Book of Mormon says. I'll read it right here. And it says, and when you shall receive these things, I would exhort or invite you um, that you would ask God, the Eternal Father, in the name of Christ, if these things are not true. And if you shall ask with a sincere heart, with real intent, having faith in Christ, he will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, ye may know the truth of all things. That's how we can find out. So the way we say our prayers, so we address our Heavenly Father. We say, Dear Heavenly Father, um, I like to think of him as my dad. That's who he is. And um, we have just a conversation with him. We let him know what we're grateful for. And we'll ask for blessings for our family, for ourselves. And um, specifically in this prayer, you would ask, is, is this book true? Um, after you're starting to read it, is the Book of Mormon truly the word of God? And then you say it in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Um, that's how I gain my testimony if this is true. I was invited by my family to experience and be a part of the joy and the love that they feel um, from this book. The Spirit is with it every single moment because um, it teaches pure truth that changes lives. And I know how much it's affected my life um, because I was willing to just read it and pray about it. And I got my answer. And it was through a simple answer, feelings of peace and joy. Like it says, pray to know if it's not true. How could God not want to talk to us today? How could he not want to establish his church on the earth? How could he not want us to have a living prophet who can lead us just like Moses or Abraham did in the past? And so what this is saying is we have that. We have guidance from God now. And we can get that for ourselves if we read and pray from, about this book. Do you want to add something, Elder Minor? Or you can, if you like. Okay, well... 
with the original question of how to become a member of the church, yeah, come on to Christ.org, you meet with us, missionaries, and then we'll be able to teach you doctrine. And really what happens from there is then you'll be able to you'd be able to make the choice to be baptized into the church. And that's kind of just how we'll go. And I just like to add my testimony to all the records that I have taken that challenge, that challenge to read the Book of Mormon to pray if it's true. And I just want to say that I prayed and I received that same same witness through the Holy Ghost that this book is true and it, that has made all the difference in my life. Awesome. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing your stories and the the religion. Okay, so the Church of Latter No Church of Jesus Jesus Christ, Christ of Latter Day Saints of Latter Day Saints. I knew there was a Latter Day Saints, but I messed it. Okay, so um, so thank you so much for sharing the message. Uh, about your church, how it came to be, about the living prophets. That's really um, interesting, and I really appreciate learning. I love to learn about everything. And so, um, everybody, you heard that if you want to reach out. Now, can you, when you're saying it, you're saying it really fast. So, say the, is it come on to, come into Jesus? What is it? Break it down for me. It's come unto. Unto. Christ. Okay. Don't unto Christ. Okay. It's like U-N-T-O. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. You guys were saying it fast, so I couldn't tell what it was. All right. So, all right. Great. So, that's really awesome information. And, I, again, I love to learn. So, and I like to hear other points of view. I'm really um, glad that you you guys came and talked to us. And I'm really happy for you. And I guess I'll see you around because you're in this area. So, <laughs> so I'll see you around and, you know, keep up the good work. And um, I'm, I'm proud of you guys because you know, I know you do it for a great reason and that it's true for you, but I don't know if I could do volunteer that much. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> it's and a long time. To. It's not no, expected but, from everyone. No, but it's just, it's just, uh, um, I like to think of things and different, like that's how I, I think. And I'm like, okay, if I was, but you know what? It, I don't know. To be honest, when I went to church, I did not do it the whole day, but I did a lot of volunteering as well. I was in the choir, and then we go to different places. You bring food. You, you know, you do all these things. You help out with the kids or whatever, or you, um, I made bows um, for everybody for free. So it's, you know, I did those things, but not the whole day long. <laughs> but yeah, and then we went and cleaned the church, you know, stuff like that. That was part of our, Absolutely. yeah. So no, I don't want people to think I'm like some greedy lady that didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, well, that's not kinda, it. But kind of how it is being a, a part of our church. You do those normal things, and I'd also love to add um, for anybody who's interested in 
reading the Book of Mormon, we actually have a Book of Mormon app um, oh. that's used by the church. So you can go on the App Store, you can go into the Google Play Store, or whatever, and just type in Book of Mormon, and it'll be the Book of Mormon app. Super simple. It basically you download it, and it just starts at page one. And there's actually you can listen to it if you're interested in that. It has all the options on it. Wonderful. It does it have all 531 pages? Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I pay attention here. Yeah, here. <laughs> I pay attention. Uh, and I didn't even write that down. Uh, so awesome. Okay, wonderful. Now I have stuff I can talk to my friend about too, because now I have more of an understanding. And so that's really neat because I didn't want to ask her and be like, nosy i know she would have answered stuff for me because she's a wonderful person and like i said i love her parents like i've known them since i was since we were eight so that's really neat to um to be able to show interest in something that she's very um, passionate about and believes in so thank you so much for teaching me and everybody else and like i said you know um you have a year left, right, Elder Minor, and you have a year and a half. No, wait, hold on. You said you said eight months, so eight months is four months. So a year and four months. No, wait, I can't add. Yep. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> Look at my math skills, everybody. It's not that great. Okay, so all right, wonderful. So I'm proud of you guys and keep, you know, spreading your message of truth about Jesus Christ and and thank you for teaching us. And we will keep in touch. And you have a wonderful night. Awesome. And I'll thank talk you to you then, again. Now. Thank you so much. Bye, thank guys. You so much. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. That was really awesome and informative. So. I think this is the first time. Yeah, definitely. It's the first time I've had any kind of um, religion on about the whole the whole episode being about religion. Of course, people have brought up their religion, their beliefs, which is part of them. And I absolutely encourage that. So in this aspect, this was different. This was all about, you know, their aspect of like their part of the religion and it's really neat i learned a lot like i said that's kind of cool that i have something to talk to my friend about as well that's different you know and i'm referring to the um my friend that was episode five i believe um she's the mother's point of view and she's the same religion as them which is really awesome so all right thank you so much for listening even if you are, you know, you don't practice the same religion or have the same beliefs, it's still really cool to listen and hear different points of view, which is, of course, the whole point of this show. And um, I don't ever come, I don't want to come from a place of judgment ever. So when I ask stuff, it's not to be rude or condescending or anything like that it's just to get the knowledge and the understanding and kind of just hear what the other person has to say so this was really interesting all righty so if you have anything you want to say to me 
email me at authenticpointsofview at gmail.com. Please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Now, I have been a very honest person and I've been slacking very much so on advertising any of the episodes. I mean, very, very much so. I'm very far behind and it's because I got a lot going on. So, um, yeah, and I'm working on getting the intro back on the episodes. I know people have reached out to me and said, why did you stop doing the intro? I love the intro. It's so uplifting. It has a great message, but I have to get a new a new beat and re-record it and all that stuff. And I'm not a real rapper, so <laughs> it's kind of challenging. But anyway, it's all good. So yeah. All right. Uh if you yeah, if you have anything you want me to talk about or somebody want me to interview or whatever the case may be, let me know. Now, October is the goal. I'm going to keep saying it so it will come to life. October, I plan on doing video. So the first Wednesday in October is October 5th. I also will have a Patreon account where you can watch things and um, different episodes, um, different clips and stuff behind the scenes or whatever um, on the Patreon. I'm working on all these things, guys. Thank you for bearing with me. I appreciate you so much. Now, I um, am doing this all on my own. I work as a nurse three days a week, 12-hour shifts. I also have um, on-call shifts. So, like, tomorrow I am off, but I have a seven-hour class. And so, yeah, and for my job. And so, you know, I got a lot going on. And I also was, I'm still finishing up the sitcom pilot and want to film that. So, there's a lot. So, just bear with me. I appreciate you guys uh, for being awesome and just listening and like I said, everything's coming together. So hopefully by October, I'll have the intro, the outro, and it will be video. Eventually, I will be doing live streaming where you guys can watch the episode live. And that might not start till January. Okay, so these are things to look forward to. So authentic points of view family. Woohoo! These are things to look forward to, okay? Like I said, there's merch and stuff. I haven't been able to get the shop open and stuff so you guys can buy the merch and everything. But as time goes on, I will get those things available to you. In the meantime, please, like I said, please email me. Email me, message me, um, Instagram, DM me, whatever. I really love you all i thank you for being part of the family i thank you for just listening to me talk every wednesday for who knows how long um <laughs> but anyway all right guys i really appreciate you again i will talk to you next wednesday be kind and please just try to be loving and kind to others and do something nice for somebody every single day no matter what it is open a door um pay for somebody behind you if you're at fast food or something do something kind for someone just because you never know how much it can touch their life 
I try to do something kind every day. And some days when I'm having a bad day, I need to stop and think that people have it way worse than I do. Right. So that's something important. We just had the memorial for my cousin. She passed away at 43 years old and she had cancer, the same cancer that my aunt had, which is her mother. And that was really hard to watch. The memorial, that was so beautiful. They live streamed it and it was beautiful. And I was so happy to be able to watch it. And they played videos of her talking and just like everything she did. And they were in her church that she went to. And it was so sad. And I thought about her little girl. I think she's seven now. And her husband, who has been amazing. And I'm just like, I, some of the things that I go, I'm not going through that, you know? So I just need to say more positive sometimes. And you guys help me to do that. I think about the audience so many times. I think about the listeners and I'm like, wait a minute. I need to be positive because that's what I talk about, right? And we all have moments where we're sad or have things that happen, you know, and and if that happens, snap out of it and try to get back to, you know, get back to being positive. But we're not perfect. We're, We're just humans, right? So if we get sad, I get sad, believe me. And then I try to just regroup myself and snap back so thank you so much uh for listening i'm really truly mean it thank you for all the countries that continue to listen thank you to the belgian listener you are the bomb.com thank you to all the u.s listeners thank you to my friends and family that listen to people that have never met me and think wow this lady She is something. And then when my sitcom pilot, okay, when my sitcom hopefully gets on air, it's going to get on air, you guys can watch that too. And then you'll see me in real life because I plan on playing playing the real character. And then when the video starts happening and we do live videos, I want you guys to chat. That would be so amazing. I'll get to see your faces and hear from you. Woo! All right, y'all. This has been a million hour long outro but uh um anyway all right guys i will talk to you next wednesday be kind and have a fantastic week bye thanks for listening to authentic points of view podcast i hope that something you heard today changes your point of view if you would like to share your views please email me at authentic points of view at gmail.com or leave a comment on Facebook at Authentic Points of View Podcast. Remember, always be mindful of other people's journeys and have open ears and an open heart.